Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to another episode of the Free, Happy and Thriving podcast. And I've got such an amazing guest. So get ready for me to be a fangirl because that's, <laughs> that's how I do it. I've got Tara Ray with me and I'm just so honored for her to be here. I've participated in some of her like live events and I absolutely adore what she does. I open all of her emails and I'm always so excited to learn from her. So I am just so excited that she's here with us today. We're going to talk about business as an introvert, how to not, you know, subscribe to burnout, subscribe to all you's doing everything, but actually run a business your way. I know that a lot of us here on the Free Hub and Travel podcast, we are introverts, we're busy mamas, we don't want to, you know, do everything all over social media all the time if we don't want to. And the person that can tell us about running a business our way is definitely Tara. Tara, how are you today? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to chat about this because I, I definitely think it needs to be out there more because because some people need to hear this because they're just told like, you have to do this and you have to do this. And for an introvert or somebody who's like super busy, it sounds a lot like hustle culture. So I'm all about keeping things simple, comfortable, and running a business that feels good. I love that. I would love to know in your own words, like your story, like what do you do? What what I know, I know how much you help people. So would love for the listeners to be able to hear it from you, your mission, what you do in the online space. Yeah, I think my my big mission is to help other introverted entrepreneurs build more sustainable and fun businesses. And that's going to look different for everyone. Um, I always talk about like the things that I do and how I grow my business without social media. Now I'm off social media pretty much completely. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of the people that come into my world, like I can so connect with them because I was where they are at. Like I, for years I was doing reels. I was showing up on video. I was doing like live challenges. I was doing all these things that were like, I was also kind of, you know, I have to pretend to be more bubbly and extroverted because that's what sells. That's like what people love. And I got to the point where I felt like I was almost an actor or an imposter in my business. And I'm like, this is not fun for me anymore. Like I'm, so I just like stopped everything, burned my business down basically. And was like, I am accept accepting who I am and I'm going to use the strengths and it's people are either going to resonate with that or they're not. And that's totally fine. Um, but it just felt like I, I say that that was my like self-acceptance moment. And it wasn't just business related. It was also personal related too, because in my personal life, I would always like go to an event and I would try to force myself outside my comfort zone or pretend to be somebody else. And it was so awkward and uncomfortable. Um, so it it wasn't just business related when I had that moment. It was like my entire world kind of changed. I love that so much. I love that so much because I think for me too, like I'm I'm a bubbly person, but I can do it in this increment. Like 
have me on three Zoom calls a day and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel like I've worked like a whole week. I love that because I think that a lot of what's out there, a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing very well and are very public are maybe extroverts, maybe naturals mm-hmm. on like camera, maybe natural uh, networking. And naturally we see that. We see that and we think that's it, that that that's what's required of me, right, to do this. But there's a million ways to do business. And one of the biggest realizations I had, I think also about, about a year or so ago, is that the more you are yourself to the T, like yourself naturally, allow yourself to make mistakes, the more you will help and attract those people that are like you. And that feel mm-hmm. empowered that they can see you doing business, being yourself, coming on camera or not, uh, you know, doing it this way. And I know that you have a lot, a lot of programs and a lot of things that you teach around, around being an, uh, your, your brand is an, an introvert coach, right? Introvert mm-hmm. coach. What is like kind of like your philosophy behind this? Once you found yourself, what's your philosophy behind being an introvertpreneur? and allowing that to help you shine in business? I think for for every entrepreneur, but especially introverts, it really comes down to managing your energy. Um, Like you said about the three Zoom calls, like that doing a Zoom call takes energy from you. Whereas an extrovert, they would get energy from doing those calls. Like then they would go off and like, be so like ramped up and high energy. Whereas we would be like, I need to like not see people for the next like six hours and <laughs> maybe even into the next day. Um, so it's really about like knowing what uses up your energy and figuring out a way to do things that actually fill up your energy cup instead of always taking it away because I know I've experienced burnout with my very first business. I experienced an eight month long period of burnout. And that was why it was because I was, I was doing things that weren't enjoyable to me. They weren't sustainable for me long-term and it was just exhausting. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in is like doing things that aren't actually either working or they're not fun. Um, And they think that like, that's the way I have to do it. And for me, I, I always talk about, you know, email marketing, sales funnels, automated automation, um, <laughs> beautiful for introverts. Um, also traffic, it, my top two traffic sources are always by far Google search and Pinterest. And those are things that are more long-term strategies, but like they're fun for me. They don't take up energy. Like I don't have to show up every day to do those things and get leads coming to me. And I think as introverts, we can really tap into that. And so that way we have, we don't have to do as much like showing up constantly and putting ourselves out there constantly. And it's so easy to forget that. I always think of you when I think of Pinterest, um, because I know you talk so much about it and how you use that for, for traffic to your website. And there's, there's an entire realm of this side, part of us, part of my one side of my business, which is marketing consultancy. I do marketing for clients, and a lot of these clients are things like medical clinics here in 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 the UK in London, and and these business owners, doctors, are are not 
dancing on reels on social media not that there's something wrong with it that they just don't have time so search ad search is a huge part of the strategy a lot of businesses that maybe we think are outside of us entrepreneurs solopreneurs right smaller entrepreneurs with our own personal brands rely on all of this these are solid strategies proven that work they're not social media and all that side of it all that live element it's there but this one is there equally and has been there for as mm -hmm. long right providing a source of leads a source of interest source of customers of a community it's it's it is easy to forget that that remains a core of the internet and in some mm -hmm. businesses it's actually far more not to sound very like take you or like just like talk about funnels but more qualified leads in a way because they search for you they come to mm -hmm. you right and they come to your solution ready in a different way than than that way so tell me a little bit more about I'm, I'm curious to, to hear this because I know I felt it many times and I think it's just because I had this experience with the clients that maybe sometimes I dared for me was about more like ads and things like that when you made the switch to say, I'm coming off social media and I'm just going to do this my way, did you fear that the sales will go away? Did they go away? How do you navigate? Did you navigate that? Yes. <laughs> so for me, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like I, I really did it strategically. So I looked at my numbers and you know, how much I, I looked at how much time I was spending on social media, creating content, forcing myself to engage. And then I looked at how many people are actually coming from social media to my website, because that's what I wanted. I didn't want people, you know, just to reach out in DMs and say, oh, this was such a great post. Thanks so much. Like I want them to actually take action and move off of social media because I don't own social media. I want them to go where I want them to go and actually become, you know, a lead on my email list where I can then nurture them. And when I looked at the numbers, it was like, it wasn't actually resulting in very much actionable um, results. So I wasn't too worried about letting it go. I think more so I was like, you know, what I was going to miss was the, the instant gratification of, you know, here's a post that I spent time writing and having people comment immediately, like that instant gratification that social media gives us, which I think is why so many of us love it. But if that instant gratification isn't actually getting you results, I think it's really important to like, look at your numbers, look at how much time you're spending on it. And not just time, but energy, because for me, having to engage, um, that was the energy draining part for me. And, you know, I, I think that's you really need to look at it strategically, because, yes, while my ideal audience might be on Instagram, that's not the only place they're hanging out. So mm -hmm. why am I going to continue to spend all this time and energy when it's not getting me results? And I really, really dislike it. So. I, I was nervous about that. And I have had a few people ask me um, in my community, like, did you see a drop in sales or anything when you finally did make the, like, I'm I'm leaving, this is it, no more. I'm not even opening the app ever again. Um, and I, I said, you know, I didn't. I actually saw a very big increase because I was more intentional. I was more focused on 
email marketing as my primary platform where I was sharing the value, sharing the content, nurturing my audience. And that was the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> I love that so much. I And it's, you know, when you said email, like I always say, I've, I honestly, focusing on my email was the huge difference between making no sales and spinning my wheels and thinking for me, not only thinking I'm working too hard on social media. For me, I even had to look and say, I'm spending two hours a day on Instagram. And I've posted, I think I, there was a point when I looked at 150 stories this month, mm -hmm. three posts. So that means I mainly looked at other people. But I tell myself that I'm not on Instagram as a consumer. I'm on Instagram for business. No, mm -hmm. not for mine. <laughs> and then I started thinking, you know what? I've known this from day one and I haven't focused on it, which is the email list. Because it's really the most golden asset that we ever own, right? So would you mm -hmm. say that, I think you, 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 you've said it in many ways, but would you say that the the reason why it wouldn't it didn't affect you and quite the opposite you saw um, a growth was because you nurtured that right you nurtured your mm -hmm. golden asset mm -hmm. and if anybody's on your email list and if you're not on Tara's email list you're gonna have lots of links to get on on your email list you have lots of amazing content but I also suggest for everyone to just see how you do the email list because the way you have just the way you have your signature the way you you have your signature that just clear, like, it's like, I don't have to know you on social media, just because you have a, a photo, just because you have those links, right? Your everything page. Mm -hmm. and I, I can see what you offer. It's enough to, and the value in the content is enough to inspire everybody to just check you out and get to see you and feel that connection to you. I, in, I'm in your world and I don't know you from social media. I know you purely from your email list like before I even collaborated with you. So it, I 100% I relate to that as a member of your audience and as myself a business owner, that if you focus on your golden asset, not only will you see more growth, but you're going to get good at it. And you're mm -hmm. going to get good at connecting through it. Did you find that? Did you find that it changed, that you brought that energy that you're putting on Instagram and creating that com community or other social media platforms? Did you find that it helped you create that on email? And was that the same? Yeah, definitely. I feel like um too I was because I was focusing more on it, I could be more intentional with it whereas before, you know, when I was on social media and like trying to be in all these different places, it was more like my email list was an afterthought. It was like, "Oh, I shared this on social media. I'm going to repurpose it or, you know, oh, I forgot to email this week. Oh well." Um so I wasn't very strategic with it, but once I let social media go and was really okay, I'm going all in on email. I'm going to like set up all these funnels, sequences. I'm going to get my tagging structure down, segmenting my audience. And I mean, focusing on those things, it really, like, I, I think I've doubled my email list since I left Instagram, which is, is pretty huge. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is just, I want everyone to hear this because it's so easy to think that the only way, do you remember the obsession with the 10K followers? Mm -hmm. We all try to get those 10K so that we can get those. I, if, if you're new to Instagram, you might not know how much, How I think it changed about a year ago, a year and a half ago, right? 
that yeah, the links in the wise movies. <laughs> yeah. The desire, the entrepreneur goal to get that swipe up link that we felt will sort out all our problems. I, a lot of way back, realized that if all roads lead to the email list, then I've got something in my business, which is, you know, creating a community and sales. Did you find that focusing on your on your email list, on those strategies that worked for you, um, that you said it doubled your, your email list. But I know a lot of people, and to be honest, even myself, so this is a question for me too, that I don't quite know the answer to. Because I know what the email list can offer in terms of making more sales, attracting those people in. But a lot of people are on social media because they're trying to create that community and that long-term brand. How are you navigating that by being completely off social media? How are you building your 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 brand per se, like your community with it? Yeah, I think that's a key part of email is not just like I'm emailing this, this content. It's more, I, I think about when I, whenever I sit down to like batch write emails, or if I'm writing one, just because I had a spark of an idea, cause I do still do that. Well, I do plan it and I'm more intentional. I do sometimes still like, Oh, I want to send this out. I don't have an email scheduled today, so I'm going to write it and send it right now. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just when you're writing emails, just Think as if you're writing to a specific person or a friend. Um, it doesn't have to be like a stuffy, like, buy this from me. Like, I think it can be like a natural conversation. And then if you like, and that's going to come over time, like you'll get better at that over time. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it will start to feel like your email list is, you know, your own community. You may not hear from everyone, but it's just like social media. Like everyone who sees your post isn't going to reply or click on a link or take action. Um, but the people who do, that's where you can, you know, nurture your community more. So I've been getting a lot more people responding to emails and I have it now that, you know, my, my VA will answer emails if it's like tech related or like, I want to use credit that I have for something. Um, but if it's somebody like replying to an email or just, sending me a message, I respond to that because that's really important to me and my my values is to be accessible and to my community that they see me as a person, not like this, because I don't want to ever be like the top entrepreneurs in the online space where it's like, you know, I signed up for this offer through them and I'm never going to actually be able to speak to them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I want it to feel like I'm I'm available to my yeah. audience. And I think that kind of helps with the community aspect of it. And that's the same as what we think can only be achieved through DMs, right? And on, mm -hmm. on social media, just that. And I, as I said, I'm, I'm a member of your community. I'm on, on your email list. And I literally responded to something on your email list when you ask that time about, you know, what people are doing in your, on your, we talked about it just before we press record how much that inspired me to start conversing with my email list. It's easy to think, and although I love my email list and I love to be um, like, I, I don't, I don't use templates and things because I found that they just stopped me from being me. I'm just, I want people, if they speak to me, if they hear me on a podcast, 
I want them to to feel like it's the same person that's writing an email to them. That might have a lot of mm -hmm. like poses and a lot of hearts and a lot of all the things. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a power in, in just being ourselves, right? So that people feel it's us. But then there's also, which I've noticed in, in how you do email marketing, there's also a chat, almost like a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. chat. You, you may mm -hmm. go through ConvertKit or something, but ultimately you're landing in someone's inbox they can click reply mm -hmm. and then you can reply back to them. So that same, you know, interaction that we have on, on um, Instagram, for instance, that we're sending DMs to each other or things I've, 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 I've seen, and I probably haven't seen, honestly, a lot of people than yourself be able to just open up like that connection and feel that way. I think a lot of people are mm -hmm. also sending everyone to their Instagram. So I really like, I really felt that connection of someone on the other side of your email list. So it's just so refreshing to see that it's possible without mm -hmm. having to rely on, on, on yeah. social media. One, one example that I can share that, that is kind of tied into that, that really made me think, Oh, this is like, this is really working. Like it's achieving what I want it to achieve and it's working. Um, so I sent out an email, I think it was two weeks before this about my dog being sick. And then I, then I was on two weeks later, I was on a live panel for a summit. And as I'm sitting there nervous, cause it's live, um, a, a private chat in the zoom window came up and somebody who's in my community and on my email list, they sent me a private message in the zoom chat. Hey, how's Cheeto doing? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, attention and they care. They remembered his name. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. It's like what I want to do with my email is is working. Right. You see, because it's still people, right? It's still people. Mm -hmm. And you know what else? And I was going to ask you this next, literally. I was going to ask you, um, did you find that the moment you accepted yourself the way um the way you want to do business, things that work for you, like I want to be or I don't want to be on reels I I want to do or I don't want to do these things did you find that you you naturally attracted people like you introverts like you that also felt like I want to learn from you I want to mm -hmm. uh, I feel empowered by the fact that you're doing it this way so it's like it almost like it naturally niches down right because we are we are obsessed mm -hmm. with this a lot in, in the online space what's my niche who am I helping and a lot of the times, if we are being ourselves, we are a magnet for those people mm -hmm. that feel. Did you find that? Did you find that it brought you more people as as introverts that were excited to learn from you that you could help? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like that was a a pivotal point. And and one other thing, it didn't like. I feel like yeah, it it, it attracts the right people. It repels people who, you know, maybe don't like that I'm I'm very quiet and not like bubbly personality or like a bazillion emojis in my emails and and they don't resonate and that's fine they like I'm I'm not intentionally repelling them but they will leave and that's fine because I want to attract the right people yeah um but I think it also really helped me with you know once I I made that decision to be like I'm just owning who I am. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to try to pretend to be somebody else. Like this is me, take it or leave it. Um, it. It became easier for me to actually write content, to write emails, to connect with people because it it just felt so easier because I was being real. I was being me and I wasn't worried about like, 
oh, people aren't going to like this or like, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of unsubscribes or people aren't going to connect with this. Like, I wasn't worried about that because I'm like, this is just me. Like, not everyone is going to connect with that. And that's absolutely fine. Um, I say that with my with my podcast, like I'm very I don't have like this. I've listened to podcasts where it's like, they're very like loud, excitable energy. And I'm like, that is not my podcast. And I know that, you know, somebody who wants that kind of motivation, like cheerleader kind of energy, they're, they're probably not going to listen to my podcast and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's about being, being okay with who you are and being okay with attracting people, but also repelling people. Um, yeah. Cause we can't, we, we can't be something for everyone. Like not everyone is going to connect with us and that is fine. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that when we come to speak live or to our content, what we are aiming to teach, if we are truthful and just really allow ourselves to be ourselves, people come and learn things that we weren't even trying to teach. Because they've mm-hmm. come to get some answers for things that they felt. You know, when you said you um you came live, you had a live call, right? With where a, a member of your audience re- remembered about about your dog. Um, I remember, and you felt nervous before I I joined the panel that I was with you on Funnel Fest, which was the first time I was on a live panel where I was meant to like be with other people and answer questions. I do a lot of Q and A's in, in my audience where I'm like doing the live training. I'm, it's my course, mm-hmm. never with a panel with other experts. I was so nervous. I was so <laughs> nervous to come to that. I was so nervous not to mess it up, right? It was like your event. And I remember really like feeling so nervous coming live and then coming off and thinking I've messed it up. I've completely <laughs> messed it up. And then telling myself, first of all, it was so peaceful to watch you because I don't know why you showed such a calming, just, it's like, it was, I was terrified. I will just say that. I was terrified. I was so worried because there's like, I, I think my biggest fear was like, oh, what if, what if like one of the experts doesn't show up, then I have to like fill in like half an hour, 45 minutes of space, just off the off the top of my head and that that's nerve-wracking for me but yeah I I tried to hide it so I'm glad that you said that you see like for instance I'm very bubbly like I am bubbly I'm that person with lots of um, emojis but I'm an introvert a really big introvert so just exactly what you said the idea of like face-to-face events I cannot like you'll tell me your name and you'll walk away and I would have forgotten the second mm-hmm. and make it the 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 thing of my night that I'm not going to remember everyone's name I'm not be awkward about everyone I'm like this was my whole space and then I the same I'll think that that's what I need to do so the thing is there's so many kinds of introverts there's so many kinds of extroverts but the key is just in everything you said be yourself I think your energy of feeling nervous was for me and I'm sure for many other people my on the callers they were all in the audience was giving everybody each and one of us that were introverts feeling nervous 
just a peaceful, like, you know, like it's okay. Like we're doing it good. Like this is good. I remember after we chatted a little bit on your email and you said that people are saying that that entire event was one of the best events they've been out with. I connected so many people after that event. And I myself just said, had to tell myself that same story and keep on telling myself that same story. And it is freeing to say, just, I'm, I'm just being myself. I can't be someone else. Mm -hmm. So why does it matter if I did it wrong? As long as I showed up, if I'm going to show up and try to be what I'm not, then yeah, it's exhausting to get mm -hmm. it wrong. But if this is me, like, you know, I'm old enough to just be like, this is me. So it's, it's mm -hmm. it, and, and you, you realize that there's so many people in the world that are the same. There's not one way. And then a lot of people that are successful, that make money, that, that, right. That feel good. And, and yeah, I love everything that you, you create around this because you have one, you have an entire like suit of programs and, and, and set up to help entrepreneurs this way, right. To, if you want to tell us a little bit more about what you offer around this as well, your coaching, your programs. Yeah. So, um, I have, a, I think like 55 right now, um, digital products and offers, <laughs> um, <laughs> around a lot of different topics. Um, I think my my biggest, maybe not my biggest, but my favorites are, of course, the Introvertpreneur Club. Um, so it, it was a membership. Now it's moving into like a more of a program kind of style. Um, and it's just for introverts. We do a monthly coaching call. We have Voxer office hours twice per month. I do a monthly live training. Um, and there's a really engaged community. Um where I, I try to support any way that I can. And yeah, it, it basically covers a lot of the, like the core content is like a lot of the stuff that I talk about in other offers, um, in terms of like figuring out what you want to do for your business in terms of marketing and visibility, and then how you can implement it based on your strengths. And then, um, I run a couple of live group programs, one that's just related to SEO. So getting your website optimized step-by-step step, week by week. And I really love that one. I've done it twice and I think I'm going to do it again soon. Um, and yeah, I also offer VIP days. I offer one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, either Zoom or Voxer, which I mean, I prefer Voxer, but <laughs> Um, either way. And yeah, I also um, have a ton of free resources and I also have a lot of content on the podcast called Introvertpreneur. I love the podcast. We're going to have everything linked in the show notes so that everyone can check you out and, and see how they can get help with all these things. What would you say to someone who's been so a, lot, a lot of us have been doing business like this for a long time, you know, been online looking at mentors, looking at people and how business seems to be done successfully, what it takes to reach six figures, to, you know, retire your job, to do this. And, and you feel like there's all this puzzles you need to do in your visibility in your brand in yourselves and then and then behind the scenes especially if you're a course creator coach or uh, or service business owner serving those clients and doing that which is a whole different energy mm -hmm. what would you say to anyone that's listening to this and saying you know maybe maybe I'm just gonna 
I'm I'm just gonna like be inspired by what I'm hearing here and say I'm I'm gonna do this a different way. How would you how would they start? Like, would you advise them to start by let's say quit social media if you don't feel it's right? Or do you have like um a, a little first step, a little process that you felt you took when you decided that I'm gonna do business my way, that somebody can say, you know what, like maybe today is the day that I just take this one step to take away what other people are doing and decide my way? I know it's a big question. Mm-hmm. I had it rephrased differently, but it came out. It's like... <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing I would say is to start with auditing. Audit your business, your numbers, where you're spending your time, where your energy is going, and then think about, is it worth it? And if the answer is no, then you can start to think about, okay, what what can I do instead? What is going to be worth it? and is going to be less time consuming, less energy draining and more fun for me. And then you can start to figure out, cause I, I think that's the thing. It's like, it, it all comes down to what your business model is gonna look like. Like for me, I have eight different revenue streams in my business as is how I categorize things. So um, for somebody else, like they're like, oh, I have this one main offer and, and that's what I wanna focus on. And that's fine. Then you're, strategy behind that is going to be a little different. But if you're somebody who's, you know, I'm multi-passionate and you've been forcing yourself to niche down and focus on one thing, maybe you need to readjust your model and think about maybe I don't need to niche down to one thing. Maybe I can have multiple um, revenue streams and income streams and different offers at different price points. Maybe that's what my business model is going to look like. And maybe that's where I'm kind of feeling like I'm stuck in a box. So I think it's really about, you know, doing a time audit, seeing where you're spending your time, checking the numbers to see if that matches up. And then just really asking yourself, how, how do I, do I like this? Is it worth it? Um, And if the answer is no, it's not worth it, or I don't like it, then start to think about, okay, what can I do instead? That's, that's going to make more of an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Thank you so much, Tara. Honestly, it was so amazing to have you on the podcast. And I know that everybody would have learned so much. And I encourage everyone to check out your your programs, to check out your free offers, and definitely get on your email list because not only do you have so much uh, useful and amazing content, but it's also so useful to see the way you do email marketing that I personally really like, and I'm very inspired and learn a lot from you. Thank you again for being Thank here. You. Honestly, it was such an honor to have you. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. And thank you for everyone listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you reply to the email where you got the episode or send a, a DM on Instagram, if you use Instagram or just you know leave a review, a rating for, for the show, anything like that, it would mean the world. Or if you have any questions for myself or, or Tara about the podcast interview, let us know. And do uh, remember to check out the show notes so that you can find out how to connect with Tara. Thank you so much.